Good morning. How are we today? It's been a long time. Yeah, briefly today I want to talk about culture, traditions, and our cultural value, our value system in the kingdom of God. Recently, I posted something on my wall about our value system in the kingdom. And I reiterate that uh, we have a value system in God's kingdom. We do not throw away our culture in the name of religion. As a matter of fact, there are some, uh, some of our cultures that were drawn from the scriptures. You can quote me and quote me. Yeah, there are some of it that were drawn from the scriptures. But it's most unfortunate today that our youth, young girls, majorly ladies, have thrown away the value system, the culture of respect and regards for others in the name of civilization and religion. Yet they will tell you, it's not until I knew them before I respect you. Well, as far as that may sound good, but why can't you just kneel down? Some will say, uh, we both shake their people, the, the white people, the white children, they shake their parents. Are you white? God has created you here for you to understand that there is a system we operate. And you as a child brought up in this environment must key to it. Now what most people say is African mentality. African mentality. Where is the white mentality? Where has the mentality leads you? Let's come up there. Let's wise up. Is our cultural value, our, our value system in God's kingdom should not be thrown away. The Bible talks about respect, honor thy father and thy mother. Honor is an higher realm, higher level of respect. You can respect someone but not honor them. But now the value is talking about honor. That's a greater level of respect. Honor thy father, honor thy mother, that thy day may be long. You cannot honor someone and not respect them. No. You cannot honor someone and not respect them. Now, thy father and thy mother, the Bible is specifically, specifically talking about biologic, biological parents now. Then incorporating other parents around. Spiritual parents. Spiritual parents. Educational parents. Parents in the streets. People that contribute to your life in one way or the other. They are your parents. The elders that that contribute to you positively. Yoruba people do say in the Colombimo Igbaujulonto. Then the Igbauju that is toying you. <laughs> they are your parents. Honor them. Those days, ladies, they, they are a point of envy people envy african ladies i remember one time i went to i was in a aqua bomb and then those people were talking about yoruba culture they said oh no 
they value Yoruba culture. They like it. They like their respect. The way we regard our our royal our royal fathers, our traditional rulers, the way we lie down flat to greet them, the way we greet our parents, the way we honor them, this oh, we like it, and they were referring it directly to the biblical respect. That's what people outside value, in which we are throwing away in the name of a civilization. Would you note this? The Bible talk about a culture. When he was talking to the people of Israel, he said, when you get to their land, don't imbibe their culture. Don't take their culture. Because it's, it's not of God. But there are some culture. The Bible talk about, the Bible talk about, uh, talk to the children of Israel. He said, teach thy children that this is your culture. This is your value system. This is your deed. This is what you love doing. So that when you depart, when you go to the, uh, to when you, when you depart from this world and the young one might continue in your deed. That is to tell you that God do not abolish any culture that is not against his world and his precept. Now I call on our young ones. I call on our people. Let's not throw away, throw away our value system. Let's not disregard our elders. You don't stretch hand to greet elders. To greet an elder. If he wants to shake you, he will be the first person to stretch out hand to you. You might call me an old man, an old-fashioned, or uh, how do we call it, old school. Well, this is the word for today. I see you next time. We catch up together on a very important topic. Till then, I remain your host, your friend, and your friend. <laughs> I am Ayodeji Adeguno. Thank you. Do have a nice day ahead. One of
A man with a heavy anointing, a man with an oral of God, doesn't make him a good father. Why do I say this? Um, Apostle Paul that uh, almost got into prison, every or if not every day. Do you think he will make a good father? Or who is the one that will wait? Is he patient enough? And what? a total turn back from where you've been going to. There are many people that enter your life and cause a total mix-up of everything. Yes, such are not worthy to be exposed to you. Finally, have you discovered the will of God for your life? Have you read from your life archives? Have you read from the manual written by God from heaven? If so, then pray to him to give you a pattern, a person that will function alongside in fulfilling the will of God for you. Some people do say marriage will either make you or marry you. It's not like something that uh, you buy a good vehicle today and you use it for a few months and you say, I'm tired of it, I want to get another one. I want to change it. It's not changeable. You keep managing, you keep using, you keep following. It's a life contract. So beloved, wise up, be brief, pray, discover, function, and align yourself. Not only to fulfilling purpose, to have a happy home, to have a peaceful stay. Your friendship is very, very important. Communication, playmates, 
and all those things that will make a happy family. Thank you very much. Catch me up in the next episode. I am yours sincerely, Ayodiji Adibuno. Have a purposeful day. Thank you. Why revival could not be sustained? I remember then on campus, God just miraculously brought some of us together. And we began to move together. We began to pray together. We began like a friend. Sometimes we would just be discussing. But most, most things we discuss about is about the Christendom. It's about revival. It's about how God invades the land. And sometimes before we could know, we broke down in tears. Everybody on their knees. And we began to pray. It lasted for some time. Everybody could see a wave of revival. Everybody could see the Holy Spirit step down into the atmosphere. Sometimes we just decide we are going out this evening. We are going out to evangelize. Our evangelism goes with fire and with thunder. Sometimes we just say we want to pray along the streets this midnight. And we see signs. We see great things. Witches and wizards ran out of their buildings, of their different various hostels. And they ran as if someone is chasing them. We see raw fire. We see raw thunder. We see revival. To the extent that we will get to uh, a lecture or a lecture hall that doesn't have seats, that you just have to squeeze yourself, and people will sit beside you. The people that has the demonic power will sit beside you, and we don't pop. There will be a fire transferring from you to them. It's going to that extent. But the revival could not be sustained. We need the wave of the spirit again. We need the spirit of unity again. We need the spirit of the just man made perfect. Sometimes we discuss one-on-one with the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He comes into the room. He sits on my bed. He hugged me many times. He tapped me many times. He played with me many times. I see angels without stress, without struggle. In fact, I know two of them with me. Sometimes he will sit with me and we discuss at, uh, discuss at length. Oh God, why revival could not be sustained? <sighs> Though I know he promised me he will be back, I'm still expecting him. Over four or five years now, I'm still expecting him. He will be back, but we need to be back on our feet. Sometimes I'll be walking on streets and the angel will be walking side by side before me. Sometimes I will ask him, Who are you? He will slap my back. But the devil raised some people as an altar to kill the flaming fire that God is birthing in us. I will tell you three major reasons why revival could not be sustained. 
Number one is the altar of darkness. Before revival could be sustained, we will battle with the altar of darkness and we win. Most Christians don't understand the mystery of altar. Until we battle with the altar of darkness, they will keep standing against the altar of Christ. Have we even built an altar? Do we Christians understand the mystery of building an altar? An altar is a place of intimacy, is a place of connection, is the place of revival, is the place of fire, and the fire shall continually burn upon the altar. It shall not go out. We need revival again. When we battle with an altar of darkness, we erect an altar of God. Because a place cannot be vacant without an altar. There is a need for an altar for an effectual continuous revival. <sighs> you said you will come again. Number two, we need to battle with the representative of darkness upon our pulpits. I remember then the devil raised some leaders in a key place across a strategic area. And they began to fight everybody that they see that the wave of the Holy Ghost is coming through them. They begin to count offenses and begin to discipline them, taking them on the altar and replacing them with their own people. And by that, the wave of fire begins to grow cold. We need you again, my Father. Where have you gone from your church? Holy Ghost, where have you gone from your church? Holy Ghost, revive us again. Holy Ghost, <laughs> Holy Ghost, revive us again. Brethren, it's not sin that kills revival. When revivers pack up, revival kills sins. Revival causes convictions. It causes conversion. It's a lie that is sin that kills revival. When there are few people on the altar of God living an holy life and living a righteous life, it will affect the general others that are living in sin. And they will come out from their sin and they will serve the living God. Number three. Why revival could not be sustained? Is the flesh the flesh those that God is relying on to use are they crucified are they ready to go an extra mile won't flesh be glorified in his presence won't we say that this is through us when Gideon was about to go to the battle with 30,000 men. God said, I can't do it with them. I can't do it with them. Why can't God do it with them? Because they will say, they've not said it, evil tendencies. They've not said it, but God said, they will say it's our power, it's our hand that gives false victory. 
Then he said, you will have to, 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 to see these people, let some people go home. went back because they are afraid the Lord looked upon them again and said these people are still very many I can't still use them let's use another strategy go to the riverside take water from 30,000 people it remain just 300 men that are ready for the wave that are ready they are not so many they are not people of flesh they will not say it's our hand that gives us revival flesh flesh there are other things that keeps the kills the wave of revival other things that kills the wave of revival but these three major things that kills the wave of revival <sighs> holy ghost holy ghost he told me we come again he told me we come again and the cry has been within my spirit. When are you coming again? When are you coming again? When are you coming again? I need him right now. I need the wave again. I need your personality again. I need the fire again. I need the strength again. I need men again that will stand for the truth, that will stand for fire, that will not stand for this worldly game. When I graduated from university, he told me I will make use of you for a wave and for a revival in this land. When I was going for YYC, he was telling me some things. He said, you will start from here. I will start with you from here. Coming back from NYC, I got a job. I was relaxed. I started a job, a well-paid job. I was only there one month. Then he began to tell me, you will not be able to go far with this. You will not be able to travel with me. My purpose for your life will be truncated. God. God. I was saying, just give me time to gather some money. I will invest. And I will, I will dedicate my time for you. I will be doing my own so I will have time. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. In the beginning of second month, it come back to me. It took away my peace. I was not having peace any longer. When I get to work, I feel dejected and sorrowful. I just have to go back. Oh, <laughs> it's not a joking matter. He told me you have to resign. <laughs> I was resigning, and I was saying God. I don't want to regret this. I resigned. The first week I left, he came back to me. He said, now you have my time. I was, <laughs> I was applying again to another place. Every time I go for interview and they say, when will you resume? You just peck on of me. I need you. I need your youthful I need your time. It's not about money. It's about me. It's not about money. It's about me. 
<laughs> if you can hear the spirit says to you, if you can listen to his word this day, if you can hearken to him, it's not about money, it's about God. Holy Ghost. I cannot explain to some people that that's the reason why I resigned because they won't understand. They won't understand. It's about God. It's about this wave of revival. He told me it's coming again. I'm expecting it. I'm running after it. I'm walking towards it. I'm praying to see his face. I'm following hard after him. He will come again. He will come again. He will come again. If you can hear me from your side, I want you to rise and say, hey, will you come again? Why revival could not be sustained? I remember then on campus, God just miraculously brought some of us together and we began to move together. We began to pray together. He began like a friend. Sometimes we would just be discussing. But most, most things we discuss about is about the Christendom. It's about revival. It's about how God invades the land. And sometimes before we could know, we broke down in tears. Everybody on their knees. And we began to pray. It lasted for some time. Everybody could see a wave of revival. Everybody could see the Holy Spirit step down into the atmosphere. Sometimes we just decide we are going out this evening. We are going out to evangelize. Our evangelism goes with fire and with thunder. Sometimes we just say we want to pray along the streets this midnight. And we see signs. We see great things. Witches and wizards ran out of their building, of their different various hostels, and they ran as if someone is chasing them. We see raw fire, we see raw thunder, we see revival. To the extent that we will get to a lecture or a lecture that doesn't have seats, that you just have to squeeze yourself, and people will sit beside you, the people that has the demonic power will sit beside you, and we don't pop, there will be a fire transferring from you to them. It's going to that extent. But the revival could not be sustained. We need the wave of the spirit again. We need the spirit of unity again. We need the spirit of the just man made perfect. Sometimes we discuss one-on-one with the Holy Spirit. He is a person. He comes into the room. He sits on my bed. He hugged me many times. He tapped me many times. He played with me many times. I see angels without stress, without struggle. In fact, I know two of them with me. Sometimes he will sit with me and we discuss at, uh, discuss at length. Oh God, why revival could not be sustained? <sighs> Though I know he promised me he will be back, I'm still expecting him. 
over four or five years now, I'm still expecting it. You will be back, but we need to be back on our feet. Oh. Sometimes I'll be walking on streets and the angel will be walking side by side before me. Sometimes I will ask him, who are you? He will slap my back. But the devil raised some people as an altar to kill the flaming fire that God is birthing in us. I will tell you three major reasons why revival could not be sustained. Number one is the altar of darkness. Before revival could be sustained, we will battle with the altar of darkness and we win. Most Christians don't understand the mystery of altar. Until we battle with the altar of darkness, they will keep standing against the altar of Christ. Have we even built an altar? Do we Christians understand the mystery of building an altar? An altar is a place of intimacy, is a place of connection, is the place of revival, is the place of fire, and the fire shall continually burn upon the altar. It shall not go out. We need revival again. When we battle with an altar of darkness, we erect an altar of God. Because a place cannot be vacant without an altar. There is a need for an altar for an effectual continuous revival. <sighs> you said you will come again. Number two, we need to battle with the representative of darkness upon our pupils. I remember then the devil raised some leaders in a key place across a strategic area. And they began to fight everybody that they see that the wave of the Holy Ghost is coming through them. They begin to count offenses and begin to discipline them, taking them on the altar and replacing them with their own people. And by that, the wave of fire begin to grow cold. We need you again, my father. Where have you gone from your church? Holy Ghost, where have you gone from your church? Holy Ghost, revive us again. Holy Ghost. Revive us again. Brethren, it's not sin that kills revival. When revivers pack up, revival kills sins. Revival causes convictions. It causes conversion. It's a lie that is sin that kills revival. When there are few people on the altar of God living an holy life and living a righteous life, it will affect the general others that are living in sin and they will come out from their sin and they will serve the living God. Number three, why revival could not be sustained is the flesh. The flesh. Those that God is relying on to use 
Are they crucified? Are they ready to go an extra mile? Won't flesh be glorified in his presence? Won't we say that this is through us? When Gideon was about to go to the battle with 30,000 men, God said, I can't do it with them. I can't do it with them. Why can't God do it with them? Because they will say, they've not said it, evil tendencies. They've not said it, but God said, they will say it's our power, it's our hand that give false victory. Then he said, you will have to, 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 to see these people, let some people go home. went back because they are afraid the Lord looked upon them again and said these people are still very many I can't still use them let's use another strategy go to the riverside take water from 30,000 people with remain just 300 men that are ready for the wave that are ready they are not so many they are not people of flesh they will not say it's our hand that gives us revival flesh flesh there are other things that keeps the kills the wave of revival other things that kills the wave of revival but these three major things that kills the wave of revival <sighs> holy ghost holy ghost he told me we'll come again he told me we'll come again and the cry has been within my spirit. When are you coming again? When are you coming again? When are you coming again? I need him right now. I need a wave again. I need your personality again. I need a fire again. I need a strength again. I need men again that will stand for the truth, that will stand for fire, that will not stand for this worldly game. When I graduated from university, he told me I will make use of you for a wave and for a revival in this land. When I was going for LYC, he was telling me some things. He said, you will start from here. I will start with you from here. Coming back from NYC, I got a job. I was relaxed. I started a job, a well-paid job. I was only there one month. Then he began to tell me, you will not be able to go far with this. You will not be able to travel with me. My purpose for your life will be truncated. God. God. I was saying, just give me time to gather some money. I will invest. And I will, I will dedicate my time for you. I will be doing my own so I will have time. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. In the beginning of second month, they come back to me. It took away my peace. I was not having peace any longer. When I get to work, I feel dejected and sorrowful. I just have to go back. Oh, <laughs> it's not a joking matter. He told me you have to resign. <laughs> I was resigning, and I was saying God. 
I don't want to regret this. I resigned. The first week I left, he came back to me and said, Now you have my time. I was, <laughs> I was applying again to another place. Every time I go for interview and they say, When will you resume? You just peck on of me. I need you. I need your youthfulness. I need your time. It's not about money. It's about me. It's not about money. It's about me. <laughs> if you can hear the Spirit says to you, if you can listen to His word this day, if you can hearken to Him, it's not about money. It's about God. Holy Ghost. I cannot explain to some people that that's the reason why I resigned because they won't understand. They won't understand. It's about God. It's about this wave of revival. He told me it's coming again. I'm expecting it. I'm running after it. I'm walking towards it. I'm praying to see his face. I'm following hard after him. He will come again. He will come again. He will come again. If you can hear me from your side, I want you to rise and say, hey, will you come again? Thank you.